not the only thing that I walked away with today. I also went to Bull Moose and picked Cheers. up a little something, something. Um, a little something that I something. never see. Yeah, and I never see this on Blu-ray, like ever. Mm. Ooh, ever. Ooh, okay. Is it? And a... It's it's okay. Huh? Is it horror? Is it? It is. Is it porn? Is that what you just said? No, it's horror. Horror. Oh God! It cut out like halfway through the word horror and i thought he said is it porn and you were like yes and i was no. like oh okay no this is probably some would say the peak horror film Ooh, crimson peak yeah no no not crimson peak oh no. i thought that was a hint there some consider it the scariest movie ever made the exorcist the Shining. exorcist Yes. What the oh, trilogy? I would have thought you had that already. No, it's just it's got oh, it's got both oh, the director's cut, oh. the theatrical cut, and it comes with a little book with like notes from William Friedkin Ooh. on the oh, making shit. of this stuff. Yeah, that's cool. So you got Damn. some reading material while you watch the movie. Yeah, I feel I like now did I can do The Exorcist last October, so we could have done your edition now. Hold on. I mean, well, we've already got an episode on it, don't we? Yeah, we did Exorcists uh, and the yeah. Exorcist Three. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, since we are talking about Insidious, uh, this is uh, one of our episodes of Spooktober. Nate does have a trivia question for us, I do believe, that uh, pertains to the film. So why don't you, uh, why don't you try to stump us here? Well, I'm kind of disappointed in my my question choice, but I'll, I'll just I'll just get into it. Um, so Lin Shay, who plays Elise. In Insidious. Okay. Has a career spanning over 40 years and over 100 movies. But she does play a. Yeah, lots of. Over 100 movies. Yeah. But she makes a couple appearances in a certain horror franchise. Which horror franchise is she a part of? It's A, Nightmare on Elm Street, B, Poltergeist. C, Halloween, or D, The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, shit. Well, I know she's in the Insidious franchise. Um, well, that's... Can I have a hint? Can I ask for a... Can I ask a specific question? If you can't give me the answer, then that's okay, but... Sure. Um, Like, how old was she during the franchise that she appeared in? Like, what, I would what, say... A rough age. Late 20s to early 30s. Uh, I guess I guess I'll say Halloween then. Okay, Spencer, um, you seem pretty sure. I, I, I really seem pretty know. sure. And I actually, knew, your but... your multiple choice questions reminded me of my previous thought that I forgot. But uh, regardless, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street because I felt like isn't she the teacher in the first Nightmare on Elm Street? No, she's not. I thought she was Ooh. the teacher. Or the mom? Is she the mom? Am I right? I'm probably wrong. I'm just kidding. She was, was the Elm teacher. Street, yes, okay. she was the teacher. And Jeez. then when you watch New Nightmare, she also plays a nurse. And her brother, Bob Shea, created New Line Cinema. So he's the reason you guys really? have like Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But a little easier question this week. But, you know, it's 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 Spooktober. So, like, let's yeah, get to you the came out with that. You came out with that, with that fun fact. That was, that was cool. I didn't realize that. All right. Um, like, he literally would uh, show 
the copyright for Reefer Madness. It was like this move, black and white movie about smoking oh, pot. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had, he noticed that the copyright for it had run out, so he would show it at theaters. And that's how he would, like, start his businesses. And then he would go to make on, like, Alone in the Dark and a bunch of other small stuff. But Nightmare on Elm Street set them, set the ball rolling and never looked back. Especially for New Line. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This was before New Line's whole fancy logos and stuff. It was just, nope, New Line. We're new. We suck. Watch this movie. And then, right? yeah, they'd go on to do Lord of the Rings and a bunch of other, yeah. like, they're gonna draw the so line. many before they they drew you in with that fancy like ladder animation exactly. Or exactly. I was once you see the ladders, you're like, oh fuck. This or you just real. hear the song. Yeah. I don't know. If Is that, that really good, the New but... Line Cinema jingle? Kind of. Why don't you host the show, Spencer? Tell us to shut the fuck up and host the show. <laughs> Dude, Please, God. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Well, Nate, since you pick Insidious, uh, why don't you tell the good folks what this movie is? Get a little, uh, little Insidious intro. Little Insidious intro, but a bum 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 Insidious. Um, wow, that makes me love it so much more because it's <laughs> way more lighthearted and not terrifying and uncomfortable. Great. <laughs> dun dun Insidious. Um, yeah. So Insidious, 2010, uh, directed by uh, Hamas Wan. Or most of you know him as James Wan. Uh, the Jesus. saw is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? No, Hamas. The J oh. is definitely silent. Hmm. Hey, Hamas. I'm gonna reach Wan? out to every single person I know named James and be like, "Hey, was I wrong our whole life? Is it Hamas? I'm so sorry. I'm actually Honathan. Go add your way to mispronounce everyone's <laughs> fucking name. Oh, that's great. That's great. But Thank uh. You. Yeah, from director James Wan. You might have known him from a few small movies like Saw and Conjuring 1 and 2 and eh. Aquaman. He Did he do the first Aquaman or is he doing the sequel? He's doing both. He did the first one. Oh, did he? he? Oh, crap. Well, I am behind the times. Um, but it stars Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Ty Simpkins, Lynn Shay. And it's about a family that looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in a realm called the Further. I'm going to be comatose after this podcast. It was. That was going to be my trivia question. But then I was like, nope, that is way too easy. (laughs) But I guess with multiple choice, that definitely would have given it away. But I would have said like the Further, old white woman. <laughs> the attic, the big, the big red door. Yeah, let's call it the white woman. That'll get people. Or lipstick face. face, and I figured that wouldn't. That would be kind of easy. But six point eight on IMDb, sixty six percent critics rating, sixty two percent audience rating, three point two on Letterboxd. Now, almost a nice rating on IMDb. Pretty close you, to it. Nice rating on IMDb. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 take what I can get for this one. Um. As we've already talked about, I picked this movie because (laughs) we had no other choice. It came up during the podcast, so I figured, what the hell? Let's just check it out. Um, But I want to know where you guys got introduced to this film. Jeez, Spence, do you remember the first time you watched it? Because I... I, I remember Did I see it in theaters with you? Or... Uh, yeah, because it came out in uh, 2010, 
and I went and saw it in theaters on a double date. And Ooh, I gotcha. was Love those. petrified throughout the entire movie. <laughs> I went home yeah. after watching this movie in theaters, and I did not sleep. I was freaked the fuck out. I had to pretend like I was like totally chill and cool. But no, I was literally <laughs> internally wanting to piss my pants. Um, and I, yeah, I literally just would always remember like, yeah, that was probably one of the scariest theater experiences I had. Uh, and like the, everyone in the theater freaked out. I remember that too. Uh, and then I got the DVD of it cause yeah, I don't know why I got the Coaster. DVD of it, but I, I got the DVD of Insidious after a while. Coaster. Thank you. Uh, and I've, like, we watched it at like, yeah, like parties. I remember watching it at you and your, uh, high school girlfriend's house, uh, at like a big party and everyone was like freaking out in their living room and like it was like like kind of like go-to movie that everyone would grab because it would freak people out so much it was scary uh and people kind of were i mean at this time i look back 2010 paranormal activity was like the one that was really competing with the insidious to be like the big like the big talk around the town it was like what's the scariest movie out right yeah, now yeah. so uh insidious yeah this was freaky as hell and i, I hadn't seen it since holy fucking I don't shit know, probably one sorry of those times Someone just walked in behind Nate. Oh no, that's a TV. Oh my god, <laughs> fuck, that's a TV. Cause like it was yeah, dark and I don't know where screen. his door. I I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt mm. you. I I actually thought I was worried for Nate's actual safety. <laughs> no, the little, little little jumpy jumpy. It's okay. Um, I, I but... just finished Insidious. <laughs> <laughs> sorry in Continue, total i've I'm probably so seen this movie that. like five times this was maybe like my sixth but uh that's where i just i'm coming from yeah i mean we've we've watched this movie together at least a couple times you mentioned the one in my high school girlfriend's house i think it was like her 15th birthday party and we had a bunch of friends over watched it and everyone was obviously screaming i mean i had a couple other like movie nights where you watch like the ring and uh some other stuff like that but this was definitely one of those movies that we were at that age where Every little jump scare would just scare the shit out of everybody. One person screams, everybody screams. And this is one of the two movies of that kind of time frame, um, this one in Sinister, that genuinely made me have to like sleep with the lights on. Like this, the imagery in this movie has stuck with me until this day to the point where there are like two or three particular shots that I still think about. Every now and then they'll pop in my mind. I'm like, get out of there. Get out of there. I hate that. Um... So I was very reluctant to watch this movie, but I will do anything for this podcast. Life or death. Anything? Like anything. Yes. Anything that you desire <laughs> for the podcast, Movie Thong, if you want to reach out to me privately, um, I'll do it. And watching this movie what, um, is one of those things that I was forced to do today with my, uh, my bubbly seltzer drinks and my cat. My cat watched it with me, which was very kind of her. Didn't expect that. Molly likes demon face. Um, when he, dude, when the guy, <laughs> when the guy crawls along the wall, I saw her ear. She was standing on the table in front of me. Her ears went boop, like back a little bit. <laughs> I was like, okay. she's like the fuck. <laughs> it was like I was like, yeah, man, I get it, girl. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, this movie's freaking terrifying. I first watched it in a camper in the woods. Are you fucking? I think Spencer is cut out right here. I think he just said something. No, he's not. He's no. He's <sighs> Spencer, trying to fuck with John on. right I'm now. Literally, I'm literally <laughs> just gonna fucking turn your camera off. I don't want to see that. Oh, I just went full screen. Fuck. What am I doing? Ah! 
Hold on. For those of you who don't know, Spencer just put the stick face demon behind his face, and it looks <laughs> like Patrick Wilson. Full screen. It terrified me. That's a big schnoz. Like Holy crap. Is his nose actually that big? Jeez. Yeah. It's I don't like know. an artist's rendition of the demon guy with the fire face. Sorry, Nate. Go ahead and continue your... You watched oh, no, it in a camper. I, That's yeah, terrifying. I, I watched it in a yeah a camper at night. I just remember laying in bed and just the opening where it shows the kid in bed, the old woman, and then it just goes insidious and that scary music. Like that still scares me when I see that because it's just mm -hmm. like three violins just being forcibly played and the strings just getting stretched and ugh, it just it gives me chills thinking about it but i also watched I this in like we have a a town hall in town somewhere and they would have a bunch of events and they used to show movies they would inflate this giant like inflatable almost looks like a movie screen and they would project it on that and you could sit up in the balcony that's and so it. me and my friend Dylan, who you guys know, um, we went and saw it with a couple friends of ours and we got to see it in this like really dark, creepy auditorium on a balcony. It was, Dude, that's awesome. oh, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Spencer, what... please don't talk because your picture pops up and I see yeah. lipstick. Well, I'm, an... <laughs> I'm sorry, but that, that, that's an awesome <laughs> theater experience for sure. Uh, well, oh, it was Dylan a blast. Must have been rapping in his pants he hates scary movies is he not I, a horror movie guy no he's no, not no no okay no, okay he will watch spooky. them like spooky he will watch them he just doesn't think they're scary which i i think is kind of a front but um this movie yeah, is definitely scary and it does a really good job at just kind of sucking you in to this family because i think they do a good job at establishing the family right off the bat just this mom, they're moving, the kids, all of it. You kind of get introduced to them a little bit at a time. But it really makes it that much more scary because you can relate to this family. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, Rose Byrne is like the definition of... Oh. Uh, I mean, yeah, I love Rose Byrne. But in this, this was... Pr I mean, I got to say, probably my first introduction to her. Other than knowing, I guess. But I feel like at the time, 2010, I didn't really make the connection between the two yeah. like oh that's the same person from sure. that movie yeah yeah um, doesn't like troy but she... and whatnot. oh yeah mm -hmm. see i would they wouldn't even know. that's a movie i would love to rewatch. but um yeah i mean she is like the just the perfect mom to be in a horror film like she just the the looks on her face just are everything I mean, it's literally like the final shot of this movie is her fucking like her face and she's like ah um and it, it's great um <laughs> yeah she <laughs> does a great so job good of looking and... helpless yeah and yeah, and, and Patrick Wilson is is that his name? Patrick Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. Kind okay. of generic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean kind of generic, but I mean for some reason he makes a name for himself in these James Wan movies and I I think he's also very very good in this movie. The question I is like are Patrick the kids Wilson. good? Is the kid We don't see a lot of the kid in this one. I think we see more of him in like the second one. I don't maybe, I don't remember. You get more of both of them in the second one. This one's mainly uh Ty Sipkins, um who is isn't his name Caleb in the movie? Isn't it isn't it Caleb? No, no Dalton, I'm Dalton. sorry, it's Dalton. For some reason this I thought is, it was Caleb. Not watch knowing. It's not <laughs> no, Caleb. Exactly. I wish it was I thought Caleb. maybe that I could connect it somehow, but uh I, I can't. Her character um, does have the same tropes as she kind of did in knowing in this movie. Just just the way that she kind of freaks out and stuff. It's is very reminiscent of 
well, I guess she's playing almost the same character, but just in like a more paranormal situation. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. how many times? Okay, so how many times do you think you guys have seen this movie, Nate? About, I'd say probably five or six times over the course okay. since it's been out, type yeah. of thing. So yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I'm 13, probably right there with you, years. but I haven't seen it in in a long time. Did we watch this in college? Because if not, it was high school. I'm sure Nate and I probably did. If you didn't, if you, I don't know. I mean, or you don't put it on things, at some point. I just had no interest in putting this on because I just remember the feeling that it gave me. I know what happens. I know the shots that have just kind of made my bones shake and, and just the bone chilling shots on this movie. Um, but I, what I, what I do remember really liking is just, I think the story in this movie is actually really solid. Like I think at the time it seemed different cause there hasn't, there wasn't really kind of this like standout horror film at least growing up for me, because I didn't really watch a a lot of those older ones that are considered, like, the scariest movies of all time or whatnot. But when I saw this one come out in 2010, like, not only was it scary, but I think the whole backstory with, like, Patrick Wilson's character and and the nun, which is also explored in later films, is actually pretty freaky. Just seeing her, like, follow him around through photos and stuff, and they even, like, kind of poke at it throughout the movie like no he hates getting his picture taken you're like what the fuck what do you mean why he hates getting his picture taken that whole <laughs> backstory i kind of i kind of forgot about that one because that takes a huge role in the second one like i think the the whole yeah, opening of uh, chapter why two I love is, insidious too yeah is uh yeah like when he's younger and he's dealing with this and like he first meets uh elise who comes in and she's like a lot younger as well the whole like further stuff it, it's not necessarily like purgatory but like it's another dimension it's It's like a a dimension it is it i mean it's a dimension for the damned i think i mean it's it's not like but people who can astro project which is what uh patrick wilson and ty zipkins both josh and dalton in the movie uh they can both like when they sleep they can astro project and somehow go to this further universe it's just so wild, yeah. Like, cause, like that concept in of itself is like really intriguing, and it is only explained further in other movies. Uh, and I've, that's why I think Chapter Two really does give more like context, and even Chapter Three. I mean, Chapter Three takes place before Chapter One and Two, but uh, they mm-hmm. do kind of explore like that whole like further realm because that is like very interesting. And did you guys see the last key, which is like the fourth one that came out like in no. twenty eighteen? Yeah, yes. I heard it was awful. I. Wait, you did see it. no. Is it wait? I just know the poster is like three... a skeleton hand with a key. That's all I know about it. I don't. I haven't seen it. The you key is the finger, like yeah, something like that. And of course, Elise uh, Lynch. She's I've seen in the it. film. She's like the only one that's really been. Is because um, isn't isn't chapter three the one where Elise is basically the lead, and then there's the other like younger, dark haired girl, or is that the last key? Because I don't remember. I don't think Elise is even in Chapter Three. Oh no, she is. She is. Yeah, she is. That's probably the one I'm thinking of. Then I don't think I've I just, seen the last key. I remember the third one. I remember the trailer having like this girl was texting her boyfriend or something who lives in the yeah. apartment like next door, yeah. and then he he's messaging her and she, there's knocking on the wall that they do, but then he goes, "Oh hey, do you want to like hang out?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm not home. I'm at my grandma's." Yeah, and I remember that. Yep. She's like, "Wait, mm-hmm. what?" And then something comes down from like the ceiling or something. 
That's all I know of it. But I've only ever seen Chapter 2 once, I think, and I didn't really care for it. I was like... Hey. Same, yeah. Like, and it's kind of like what intrigued me to watch Chapter 2 again was because we had to watch Chapter 1 for for this episode. And uh, it was on Netflix, and I saw that, is that Chapter 1 and 2 were leaving Netflix on like the 30th, and it was a couple of days before that. And I was like, oh, I haven't even seen Chapter 2 since John and I went and saw it in theaters and had the worst theater experience of our fucking lives. With the fucking it's... teenagers with the laser pointers ruining the whole. We made a whole video on it too. There's yeah, like okay. A That's about thousand of my question. I would have snapped <laughs> yeah. their necks. We it was a it was a video called like annoying moviegoers or something, and like we just like ranted yep. about going to the theater for like a good you know yep. fifteen minutes. Um, and, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it was that movie, but geez, it was. That's that's too bad because I so... I remember really liking Chapter Two just because not only like not because of the scary elements, but just mainly because of how it connected things. Like the, the scene that stands out to me the most was when like the um, security alarm is going off like multiple <laughs> times that night with Patrick Wilson. And then yeah, they yeah, connect yeah, exactly. that completely. Yep. And I, I was uh-huh. like, Oh my God, that's, that's so cool. Cause you never, in the first movie, you never get any explanation to that scene. And I always wondered, I'm like, is that like, did they think of that? In, in, and or would you they're also just trying to like create get... tension? You also get more development with the uh, that old lady, and do you guys remember like the kind of twist on her character? The old lady that's following Patrick Wilson. Yeah, I don't remember the. It's not uh, Valak, is it? Oh no, that's Valak. Conjuring. Sorry, that's Conjuring. My bad. Okay. Hey, do you remember that's the, the twist in the uh, <laughs> with the old lady? In the second one. Yeah, it's not really. I don't, re- I don't, I don't remember, remember the second one, but it's a dude. It's a dude dressed as an old lady. And like makeup. Oh, oh, oh! I saw that in the trivia. I thought that was just like the it was an actor and not a real woman. I think Hmm. the I I don't know. I don't know who was the actor of that, but yeah, Uh, because the whole concept of these like spirits wanting to like infiltrate like human beings that are alive is like pretty terrifying. Like just like the fact of them like. Oh my god! Literally, like me? charging yeah. at you, like the whole uh, the whole third act when the they're kind of invading like the house into like the real into reality, and like they're just like coming out of like everywhere, like they're coming out of like the fucking like drawers and whatnot, and they're coming out of like the corners. Like, and I think that one scene when uh, one of the uh, paranormal investigators was like shining the light in like the corner of a kitchen or something, and then like it was a shining POV, and it goes right over, and then there's like a dude in like a suit just right there. He's just like ah, <laughs> didn't like that at all. <laughs> but god i hate you guys so much because i'm i i live alone and i i know that my door is open and it's just darkness behind me oh yeah maybe like a what maybe that little child who wants to tiptoe through the tulips is just running behind you and just like shut (laughs) up shut the fuck up god and speaking talking about scenes that creep me out that scene it reminded me almost of uh i guess unbreakable a little bit just the way that he used the curtains in that scene you'll know what i'm talking about when she's like she's the kid kind of dancing doing his thing right and I hate that. First of all, it's so terrifying, really creepy. Just dancing around a little tiptoes with the tulips, fucking asshole. And then the camera pans to the next window, and he's gone. And it's the curtains are kind of waving in the wind. They did that in Unbreakable too, with like the fight or whatever. It's it's just a similar shot that I guess is it's just a testament to James Wan's filmmaking techniques and how weird and creepy they are and different, I guess, but. That scene always gave me just the most terrifying feeling because not only is that scene it's it's unsettling because it's the the first moment you realize that it's not the house, like it's happening again. They just moved, and I feel like it takes a lot in horror movies for families to move 
and they move and like instantly when the mom's gone it's just this fucking little asshole's running around to this creepy ass song and, and the movie has that <laughs> famous quote it's not the house that's haunted it's your oh it's it's your son yeah it's your son i also love the quote and you don't get a lot of the other the other siblings but when he's like i don't want to i don't want to sleep in the room with him anymore why what's wrong i don't like when he gets up at night and runs around the house or something like that i can't remember exactly what the quote is but i was that's like the only line that the younger brother gets in the whole movie and i was like fuck when that kid wakes (laughs) up in the middle of the night and he hears the beeping and then he like kind of looks into his brother's room and just sees him laying there and he slowly shuts the door just thinking about that because it's like it's one thing if like a guy character is by himself in the dark it's creepy you have a female lead creepy but when a kid's by himself alone in a dark house and you know there's demons around it's something about being in the eyes of a kid that just makes it that much more scary Mm. makes you feel like innocence all over again i feel like like for (laughs) this movie the the unsettling nature is before stuff is revealed i guess you could say that for a lot of movies but once they kind of enter the further and like he he arrives to where like the demon's lair and his name's not Caleb, right? <laughs> now I think it's Caleb. It's Dalton. It's, uh, Dalton. Dalton. Dalton's just there all chained up. That wasn't weird. That wasn't creepy to me. Like, really. It was almost more, especially now, going back and looking at it, what he's, like, sharpening is, like, Edward Scissorhands' claws Yeah, dude, and so stuff. when that whole scene was I finally happening, when that scene was finally happening, I was, like, and I'm watching this, like, 12 years later, I was like, oh, my God, Malignant makes so much more sense of, like, why James Wan. Like, it just completely fits his style, even when they're in the further. Just, like, the excessiveness of the fog and just, like, this, like the mm-hmm. ooh, like the spookiness in the house and the wide-angle lenses and, like, the quick, like, dollies and stuff. The whole stuff movie is and... wide-angle lenses. The whole fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, and so – and that's, like, basically the entirety of Malignant, too. And just, like, the really campiness of, like, the uh, – it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. And then, like, the quick, like, reaction shot of the parents. And they're like, hmm. <laughs> like the girl's sister in Malignant, where she's like, I'm adopted. Yeah, exactly. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> City, yeah. you don't understand. I'm adopted. <laughs> it's just like... But it's so unsettling. Like, yes, yes, it's, it, it's so like funny. it's like poking fun or taking inspiration from those old horror movies. But like, it's just the music he uses and the way that they go about it is just so bone chilling. And the, maybe not so much those reaction shots, but it just the feeling is there. So one what what I didn't realize until rewatching this, I was kind of going through the trivia. Uh, so you guys possibly may have seen this as well, but I, I didn't realize this. But the the guy who plays like the lipstick demon, who I didn't realize that was his name, the lipstick demon. Okay, I didn't that's his name. That. I just always called him like the Darth Maul looking demon in Insidious. <laughs> I don't. I never had a name to me other than that. But that guy who uh, he's the film composer. And he plays the demon. How fitting is that? Shut the fuck that? up. That's it's weird. It's so fitting. He's the guy that does the fucking violins, and he gets to play the demon. <laughs> like, that's amazing. I His job that. is just unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that's just... That is unreal. That yeah. is... Ugh. Oh, my God. But... I will say, though, when he's crawling on the wall, that's when I didn't really like looking at it, because it was just Not so obviously bad. fake. I was just like... It's creepy at the time. Like, if you're watching it in the theater, he's moving, like, really erratically. I remember seeing it now. It's just... Yeah. But the... 
I would say, I think at that point, like, if they're in the third act, and they'd already spent so much money on Fog Machines that they couldn't really pay to finish off the CGI. But James Wan, he's just so smart. Like, the way he shoots the house, and you see it in The Conjuring and all of his other movies, those sweeping shots that go from room to room, and you see what all the characters are doing and whatnot. I love that, because you get, you feel like you're, you've been there. Like, you're seeing every angle of the house from every which way. So when it's dark, and even when they're in the further, you you, you kind of recognize where they're at. Like, oh, he's down the hall, or oh, he's in the kitchen. It just makes it, like, that much more scary, because it's like, oh, we know what this place looks like in, like, the daytime. Yeah. And so when you're seeing it in the further, it's just, it's creepy. And when they're running around in the the drawer opens and he like goes to close it and a hand comes out that uh, yeah no no i'm good no i mean i i also love the way that he because we all know that the grandfather clock is like the MacGuffin for patrick wilson's character and the like the the being that is kind of attached to him and like throughout the movie god i hate you i don't yeah and this is a good example this is the scene where the freaking lipstick monster is behind him and they have all this empty space to the left of patrick wilson's character and there he is and i want to die but um yeah i mean that grandfather clock just in like the empty space of every conversational shot throughout the day it's just there and then they finally use that kind of like camera thing that uses the different color lenses that the Mm -hmm kind of the the investigator goes through and i think that one thing this movie does so well is use like these still shots of just creepy ass shit where this woman is kind of coming out yeah and she's just like they're smiling and then even it happens in the further as well when patrick wilson's like around these these weird people who get like shotgun to death or something then they're all standing there and they're instantly smiling with some stop motion it's like (sighs) it's super unsettling and it bothers me how unsettling it is because and it's it's just those simple things that like detach you from reality <laughs> you're just like this that sh- that's an otherworldly like movement just instant yeah. like i feel like i it i feel like i've seen so many movies where it shouldn't affect me but for some reason james wan just he's able to make that the hair stand up on my back a little bit like he's still is able to even though i've seen this movie like six or seven times like i know what's coming and it's still just like ugh, it makes me feel disgusting. so you're saying that still when you rewatched it tonight it affects you do you were scared oh absolutely yeah absolutely because okay. yeah. i i did not feel that whatsoever i mean i remember feeling that way when i saw it in theaters and uh, obviously and like the other times uh like uh, when you were 13 and whatnot but yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, this time around, like, because I knew everything that was coming, it, nothing really got me. But like in chapter two, like, like we, there was one scene that did get me. So I mean, like, like because I hadn't seen it, and I didn't remember like anything about it. Um, but it still is such a creepy premise. So it's like it's so unsettling just to like think about it and to like wrap your head around it. Uh, and like, there's so many jump scares too. Uh, and I I, I just want to ask like what you guys think is the most effective jump scare of the film john i feel like i might already know um, yours but i mean uh feel free to feel free to think of one is it um, you think it's the one i just mentioned because i think it's a well well the scene that just happened mm, with like the demon it's screaming not, behind patrick wilson 
Or I'm this, actually going to the one that I've. It's the one that I forgot about. It's it's the like the very the second to last shot of the movie with the with the woman who has taken over Patrick Wilson in that photo. I think that one is very effective because not only is it setting up another yeah. movie, but like the it like it's the under it's the under the radar storyline of the film that really is the most impactful thing about Insidious is how Patrick Wilson's character has been just like followed his whole life as a child. And then it's been transferred to his son. I mean, and that that nun is just so unsettling. And that shot of her just—it's just her. It's like fuck. It, it there's so much in that shot. It's not just a jump scare of something scary. It's it's the whole underlying story that's in that shot. And uh, I think I think that's probably the most impactful for me. The one that gets me has a little bit of misdirection. It's when uh, I think Josh Patrick Wilson's character—he's just gotten Dalton. And they're in the further, but they're in their current house part of the further. And they get separated by, like, a little bit. I don't remember how exactly, but they get separated. And then Dalton's, like, sitting on the ground. A door to the side of him, like, starts to creak. So he, like, opens it, and there's nothing there. And then when he turns to the other one, the door opens, and that lipstick face demon, like, jumps right in his face. I remember watching that and being like... Oh la di da di da. Okay, yeah, nope, that sucks. And um, oh my god, it's like oh, and just poop my pants. Like that, that it would have been one of those types of moments because it goes from he comes from the darkness to just solid red face and just the yellow teeth, like yelling at the kid. It's like yeah, no, you can you can go back to whatever purgatory you're from. Go go play sure. with yourself. Go go file your fingernails or your wee wee or whatever you like to do. <laughs> Jesus, seriously. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair enough. Sounds about right. Uh, for me, I would say, uh, and this one is one that I kind of forgot about until we I was rewatching it. Uh, it was when I think it was Rose Byrne. She was in her house alone, and she hears like a like the floor creak and like looks outside and sees someone pacing outside. She's like, what the hell? And then she walks by that the window is... and then oh walks in. She, he's inside the house. And he turns and looks at her and then just charges at her. She like flips over the bed. That scene is just terrifying because, like, he's outside. So it's like, okay, so you have that kind of barrier. He's like, he's outside. You have the, the wall right there. And then all of a sudden he's, he's inside. And just he's one not. Shot. He's like, oh, yeah. my God. It's just fucking, nope, he's here and he's going to kill guy, me. It's just, that is terrifying. He was like a vampire. Yeah, he like has like it like out for demons, her like, the whole movie. Right-hand man or for whatever. For some reason. Like that that one dude for some reason is all about just terrorizing Rose Byrne and it's fuck I feel I feel for that kid, for her like oh my god the poor thing yeah um but yeah there's a lot of I mean jump scares but they're not just like oh my god jump scare like they there's tension building up to them and they're done they're done right they don't really movie. fake out jump scares here Mm-mm. no they're, they're done I think they're legit. done the right way I love it when horror movies go silent. Like, because a lot of movies nowadays, if they're, like, walking through the house, there might be, like, an ambient sound or something, like a humming that it it just kind of leaves you grounded. But in this one, when she's walking through the house looking for that kid and she looks behind a door and it's just a rocking horse. And then behind her, you see the kid run and, like, giggle. Yeah. And then he's she sees the shoes and she, like, swipes it, realizes it's shoes, and then the top opens and it's just that kid with that creepy look, and then he takes off running. There's so many little things. Um, there was even a little exorcist 
like uh, reference when Rose Byrne goes up to the attic and she's like looking around and then all of a sudden the fireplace starts. Yep. Kind of happened in The Exorcist a little bit because Ellen Burstyn, she's holding like a candle or a lantern and she like turns and looks at the corner and it like becomes a huge flame. It was just like, oh, there's nothing scary up here. Boom. There's a furnace like and she left it running. <laughs> That's one thing I was like, what are you doing? Like, you just started mm. that. You're just going to leave it <laughs> <laughs> like turn it off, maybe not burn your house down. Um but I want to know what Dalton saw, because when he falls off the ladder, you hear like wood creaking and he like turns and looks over his shoulder and then he screams. I don't know what he saw. I guess I would, I would imagine it would probably be the, the lipstick, lipstick guy because he was so attached to him. I mean, in every other scene, that's what's near him. And then after that scene is when he gets comatose. So like he I... never says anything, though. He doesn't go. I saw I, I saw someone. He just was like. Ow, I fell. I bumped my knee. Yeah, Ow. Right. Yeah, it's like, he come on, dude. A little bit, yeah. And, yeah. and then the way he, like, grossingly eats spaghetti at the end, it's like, come on, kid. Didn't your mom ever teach you manners? Oh, I know. That shot always pisses me the fuck off. I'm just like, dude, you have no <laughs> Wait, idea what? what everyone did to bring you back, and you're just going to be fucking He's ignorant of your stupid spaghetti. Eating all the leftovers. Your stupid mouth. Eat a Pop-Tart instead, you dumb fuck. No, and I, then well, Patrick Wilson's over there murdering Elise. Like, what the fuck? So Whoa. here's the thing. Spoiler. So, <laughs> I think, eh, I mean, we spoiled every jump scare already, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's four movies already, and there is a fifth one on the way. And it is, oddly, Patrick Wilson's directorial debut. He what? and Jason Blum are teaming back up. They, I guess, have a story where it's going to go back to the Lambert family and Dalton's in college. Shit starts happening again. I don't know. But another story is coming with the Lambert family of Dalton grown up. I mean, the family is going to be all back together. Rose Byrne, they shot it. So it's going to probably come out maybe winter. So like in a couple months, honestly, there might be Insidious 5. Uh, whatever they call is it. This, <clears throat> and it's Patrick Wilson's debut? directorial debut, which is just weird. But cautiously, I, cautiously interested, optimistic. But like, let's let's see what people say first. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think we needed a second, third, or fourth one. And I'll I'll, I'll be Only honest right there. Further, because the further is intriguing and is not really explored here. This is they focus too much, I think, on the family, where this the intriguing aspect of the further is oh. is kind of more satisfied in the sequels but i just they do spend a lot of time in the further in the sequels but i i I understand nate's point where like you can you can leave this up to interpretation like if this came out in the 70s and this was a little more campy and just like they didn't make another one i wouldn't be upset because i think it just leaves a lot of conversation available um but again the ending it's the ending yeah the the ending is what is is like iconic yeah. it's obvious well well the ending is obvious for yeah. you you can come up with your own interpretation but also it's like hey we're gonna make a sequel <laughs> like that's literally what the ending is saying right there i mean yeah it's like saying you're gonna make it a, a sequel to inception and it's like if you know the ending of inception uh, yeah i guess okay yeah. come on i, I haven't mean, seen it in a long time to be honest with you but the last shot of inception <laughs> it's all up to wow. time but um 
that well that's why i guess i i understand nate's point where it's like i'm okay with the interpretation because i feel like there's a lot of a lot of movies that have that like shock value final shot and it's like a reaction shot of someone's face and you're just like oh my god or it's like even a sound like i think of prisoners where it's like jake Gyllenhaal, jake Gyllenhaal, um and he's just like hmm what's that thing and then it cuts and then you're like well maybe he found him i don't know yeah, like in this, like, what did she see? Was she startled because she didn't realize Josh was behind her? Did she see the creepy woman? I think she did, uh, just mainly because she's seen so many ghosts already, where dude, I think she's able to see these things. Not going to lie, when... Okay, because, yeah, when Insidious came out in 2010, Insidious 2 came out in 2013, so it was like three-year gap. But mm-hmm. on Netflix, yeah. it's instantaneous. So watching the end of Insidious 1 and then immediately pressing play for Insidious Chapter 2 after the little prologue of uh, Josh uh, when he was a child, and it cuts back literally that scene of Rose Byrne turning over her shoulder and going, <gasps> and then it's just literally Patrick Wilson going, hey, what's wrong? It's just it's so just like unsatisfying. Wait, are so, you like, fucking I totally kidding get me? Totally <laughs> I didn't but, like, even realize the that. The whole movie obviously is Patrick Wilson possessed and just not being himself. And so... Uh, right it goes along with like what's going on um by the way yeah for just so you guys know um i watched it on peacock today so if you want to watch insidious nice. chapter two it, it was a, it was counting down five four three two one then i hit pause i'm like no fucking way no fucking way am i doing this right now leave me alone i'm and i put on like youtube asmr i'm like i can't fucking deal with this right now insidious. but it is an option if you <laughs> did want to watch it on peacock insidious i just popped like, in my blu-ray she seems like row 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 your boat she's just like really creepy um row, but yeah row row Shut your boat gently down the stream merrily 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 i'm gonna make john scream john is that your dad behind you no it's my cat molly yeah i was trying to grab her hey molly she's like uh, kill me. <laughs> Send me to the further. She looks. She, she looks stuffed, dude. She looks like you stuffed her. She doesn't look real anymore. <laughs> Can you not hold her like you're causing her pain? Thank you, okay. dude. She doesn't even look. Nah. Like she's moving. We're gonna warm up some pork chops for dinner. Yeah. So it was. It was fun to kind of revisit this again. Uh, I I appreciated this more in just terms of just the story. And th- this way, I didn't have to like really worry about the scares. So I'm kind of surprised that it really affected you that much. Like Nate, did you get creeped out when you were watching this again? Naturally, yes. Be- just because I get so immersed when I'm watching a movie. Because okay. you guys know, I I have to isolate myself. I have a routine. I'm in the dark. I'm only focused on this. So naturally, it will come back. Obviously not as strong as when I saw it the first time in the woods in a camper and I watched it, but there were still times just unsettling things like with the whole tiptoe through the metal. It's just like, that song is so creepy. And why would they have that record? It's like, come on. That's a good point. <laughs> and, do you think and, they own that record as a family? Probably. Or did it just the but, record just was like, hey. I'm here now. Is his name like Tiny Tim or whatever? Tiny Tim, yeah. He died. He died on stage performing, I believe. Of course he did. Of course. There's a video of him like he falls on the ground, finishes a song, and then he dies like shortly after. Hate that. Okay. But 
Yeah. On no, that note, movie, um, it's just. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. No, nothing. The MC comes out. He's like, um, and here's George Lopez. <laughs> I don't know. George I know her. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, didn't he steal a bunch of content from people and then he hasn't worked since then? He's like stole a bunch of like. I don't know. Carlos All I know is that his yeah. wife and daughter in the George Lopez show were insanely hot. So hmm. that is my take on that. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, John, how about you give us your little final thoughts and a grade on Insidious? Wait, did Nate give a grade? Oh, no, he was saying his final... I guess oh, he I goes last because it's, it's his... his movie. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you. Um, I gotcha. I know what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, even as a 27-year-old adult, I was taking my, my flat-brim Red Sox hat that I just got at Fenway for $55. Great deal. Jesus. Um, and I, I was covering the screen. I was holding it in front of me, focusing on the hat. Even though I knew it was coming, Like I just think that... There's the imagery in this movie has captivated me in the worst way possible for the last 12 years that um, it still just hits me in the way that the film intends. Like it truly is just it is it is creepy. It is unsettling. It's under your skin. Um, And also the film itself is just it's very well thought out. I think there's a story there. It's not just some shock value horror like there there there's enough here for the the fact that they ended up making like four or five sequels out of it. Um, and I think for the most part, the sequels are even enjoyable and added more to the overall storyline and the concept that they're trying to explore here. So, but for the first movie, I think for the first two and a half acts, I think it's just super unsettling in nature. And then I think when they hit the further, it's still freaky, but I think it just, it loses a little bit of its kind of overall scare factor a little bit once you kind of see the lipstick man in all his glory it's like okay this is a little stupid and weird um but i don't think it hurts the movie like i think most most if not all horror movies eventually have to reveal what they're going for um and you either love it or hate it and i think i'm kind of at the middle there with the lipstick man but what i think is great about this movie is it uses its budget to its absolute threshold like one and a half million dollars and this movie feels like they had one lens they had some wide angle lenses a lot of smoke and they used all the extra money for makeup to make these fucking demons look super unsettling and then james wan is just a madman with the camera and it works so incredibly well that i think this movie does stand the test of time i did notice it a little bit the second time around that it it does feel low budget like it does feel that mm-hmm. way yes but yep. it makes it it makes up for it with just the the mind meld that i think james wan had with his actors and cinematographers it, it works like i you can tell a little bit just because it's such it's limited on locations and it just seems like the the color palette that it uses is pretty low budget but again it doesn't take me out of the movie it's noticeable but that's my only nitpick. So, I think as a whole, I would give this movie a four out of five. It's a, it's a, it's Solid. make it. It's made me feel unsettled for twelve years. Well done, James <laughs> Wan. I mean, seriously, there I, you go. It it Hamas. job well done. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like his yeah, Hamas Wan. What he yeah. set out to do. <laughs> yeah. So there he you does go. a great job. And it's wild to think that like this was his. Uh... 
was it his fourth movie? His he did Saw. He did Dead Silence. He did Dead uh, Sentence. Then he did Insidious. And then he did... It's wild to think that Conjuring, Conjuring. and Insidious 2 were two months apart. Conjuring was July 2013. And then uh, Insidious was September. Conjuring still gets me. Uh, yeah, Insidious. I, I had a great time rewatching this. Uh, it's... It didn't really, it didn't really scare me at all this time around. But I could just definitely appreciate it more on just watching more of the kind of like, yeah, like, like you said, just like appreciating that it's a, it's a low budget and it's trying. And it really is just throwing everything at the wall and just being like, all right, we're gonna have, we're gonna scare the fuck out of some audiences here, and it really did. And I remember being in the audience and being scared out of my mind when I was very young when this came out. So, yeah. Uh, this movie is great. I, I'd give it a four out of five as well. Match your grade. This is a uh, a very solid Spooktober choice. Oh man! This month, were you about to do some push-ups here? That's we'll what see. I'm waiting for. Whatever Nate gives. I don't it. know. I'll take a sip here. We'll listen to Nate's thoughts, and maybe I'll have to throw some chest into my workout today. I'm he looks very pissed, pissed, so I'm kind of yeah. It's, it's fuck. Nate God doesn't want to do push-ups. All right, let me clear. Let me clear some space here. Wait, wait, I'm doing. I'm literally. I'm gonna show you my insidious grade on Letterbox. Oh, I, I know what's happening here. Fuck. I'm gonna get on the ground. So, those in the audience that gonna... don't can't see this. All right, yeah, there's one, two, three, four. Go so ahead and give me a thought. All right, here we go. Wait, how many do we have to do? Twenty? I don't even know. Okay. How many? 15, wait, yeah. How many? How many are we doing? How many are we doing? My first one back? Hell yeah. I finally did it. I was the first one back. Well, see, here's the thing. I didn't know how many we were doing. So, like, we were just like, wait, how many many were we doing? Then no one one answered. So, shit. (laughs) I only did 10. Uh, I did 10, (laughs) but I. I delayed. I, I did twenty. I, did, I don't know. I did twenty because I wasn't sure. <laughs> you did twenty, dude. I was like, I was literally yelling. I'm like, how many are we doing? How many are we doing? <laughs> no, I just took the headphones off. I was like, fuck this. Let's no, just I, do I, I was, I was asking like, what do we do? What do we do? And then I took them off, and I could hear in the headphones, but I couldn't hear what you were saying. How about ten push-ups oh, for anything that isn't a five out of five? And if it's a five out of five, we have to do twenty. Fifty. <laughs> It should be like no, fuck given. that! I so can't even do fifty like push-ups. <laughs> it should be twelve push-ups. So we do the amount of stars if they yeah, all match. Five, fifteen. Like that's a max. No, if it's five, we should do fifty. If it's four, we should do forty. Oh, no, if it's we the just same, do ten. Because what are the odds that we all, all three of us, have the same exact score? More than you think. Ten push-ups for every star. It happens more than you'd think. <laughs> you know Movie Thong's listening right now, and he's doing, like, 2,000 push-ups, and his fucking, like... He's already jacked. He's Movie Thong. He's jerking it. He's actually a fucking bodybuilder. It's The Rock. <laughs> yeah, movie Thong's the, the Rock. rock. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are still logged into the document or not, but I, I included a little, uh, a little picture kind of towards the bottom. Uh, kind of about this. final thoughts. Um, it's not the oh. special features. Okay, it's it's a list of five horror movies. Um, I don't know if you guys can see that or not. Um, but that is a list of five horror movies. And one is it's a it's an actress, and it's her 
top five favorite horror movies of all time. And we have hmm. Prom Night, Insidious, Possession, The Witch, and Persona. Persona's not a horror movie. I will say that right up front. It is okay. not scary. It is nothing. So I would um, I would argue that uh, The Witch isn't even a horror movie, but it's true. Are you going to have us guess Anyways, what actors each their own. Um, I want I want you guys to try to take a guess on. Uh, is it Rose Byrne? This is. You think it's Rose Byrne? Just because she was, I feel like, well, no, because she wouldn't, I don't think she's narcissistic enough to say that Insidious is one of her favorites. Um, <laughs> I have a guess, but it's definitely wrong. Um, Go ahead. My guess is uh, Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow. Okay. Brittany Snow. I'm going to say Meryl Streep. Damn. Okay. <laughs> my guess is, didn't, hoping... didn't, didn't Brittany Snow, wasn't she in a Prom Night remake or something? She was. She okay. That's why was. I guess Brittany Snow. Yeah, that's funny. No, uh, and when you said Britney Snow, I was kind of hoping maybe that was gonna like kind of give Nate a clue to go with Jenna Ortega because this is Jenna <gasps> Ortega's Ooh. list. Oh my god, Jenna Ortega! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love Jenna Ortega. It's kind of some interesting picks there, but yeah, she said that when she watched Insidious, she was twelve years old, and she said that uh, there are some images that just has never left her mind. So that makes yeah, me I'm kind of at like. Fuck. Wow. I'm at full mass right now that Jenna Ortega has seen Persona. Okay, before this gets too <laughs> fucking creepy now. Uh, yeah. That is... All right, four... So, Nate, I you want you some more really popcorn? address it, but yeah, four it. out of five for Insidious as well. Yeah. I, we, we've, we've said everything that needs yeah. to be said about this one. Like, just because it's four out of five doesn't mean anything. Like, I will go back and watch this anytime. It's just because of how simple it is, low budget... There's not a whole lot to follow as far as like settings and whatnot, so it's pretty easy to just kind of sit and just be freaking terrified. And I could sit and look at Roseburn. I think she's one of the most naturally beautiful women on the planet. Just 100%. when she smiles, it just it just makes me like feel like I'm in a warm embrace. Like that's just that's mm. how I feel. And when I see sure. Patrick Wilson, I just think of you go midnight the movie hard six. candy where he like is a creepy pedophile, but, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so insidious. Jenna Ortega, what do you think about this movie? Okay. Oh, I think yeah, it's pretty good. Again. Uh, Church well, Mouse. okay. That is, that is our episode on insidious. So definitely let us know what you guys thought of this film. Uh, when you guys first came to watch it and did you think it was scary? Let us know on our Instagram at those movie dudes. Um, and, but next week, we're back to John's picks, and he went with oh, we are? Uh, sure. another rewatch for everybody. I think we all saw this in theaters together. Uh, nope, but I yeah, saw you... it with a mm, me and Spencer oh! saw it together. I saw okay. it with a girl. Um, That's fine. Well, yeah. well, we don't have to get into it. Uh, maybe next week we will. But uh, what is that movie? The magic. Um, yeah, so it is James. Nope, uh, <clears throat> M Night Shyamalan's The Visit. Um, it's a found footage kind of creepy film where the grandparents are pretty sus. Um, oh, I was going to say, so... you almost just ruined the entire episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> we haven't even done it yet. There's some, just some, <laughs> some sus shit going on with the granny and the grandma, grand, granddad. And yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to checking this out again. I don't think I've seen it since theaters, but I do own the Bouet, obviously, because it's Collector's Corner. So I picked it. Um, very good, very good. I saw that it yeah, got added to Peacock like 
a couple of days ago so i'm glad fantastic to now just watch peacock, peacock cares about the horror audiences yeah it feels. oh dude and wrestling I watched, fans. I watched a peacock movie yesterday um uh not a peacock original but it was a horror movie on peacock because i was like damn they have a good selection of horror movies and it was one that i had like 99 99 cent shutter is peacock in a way yeah but yeah that's what it feels like anyways um yeah so next week i uh, come back for an episode on the visit some would say uh, this um, is uh, 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 to form. Yeah, spencer what, what movie did you watch on peacock <laughs> oh, what was oh. that name? it was called uh slither oh oh okay i've never it? seen it but that's jj abrams right wait what the fuck james what? gunn james gunn that's what i'm thinking yeah. okay yeah Okay. You would really like it, I think. Um, but all of a sudden, su- uh, the Peacemaker makes so much sense. That's all I'll say, because I think John will understand ah. that. And you will like Slither a lot, I think, if you saw it. Um, but, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a okay. good little month of Spooktober. I've got horror movies coming up on the podcast feed all month long. So make sure you're subscribed at those movie dudes wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram. Uh, maybe Nate will put some uh, Spooktober, some spooky polls up or something, some like horror movie trivia. Who knows? Just follow our Instagram and you will know. Ha ha. Okay. Quack, quack. Toodle loose. Let's get